0: Hello, and welcome to my time capsule. I'm Mike Fenton-Stevens, and My Time Capsule is the podcast, as it's always been, where I ask my guests to tell me the five things from their life that they wish they had in a time capsule. They pick four things that they cherish, and one thing that they'd like to put in there and forget. My guest in this episode of My Time Capsule is the Birmingham stand-up comedian, Lindsay Santoro. Now, if you don't know Lindsay, then I can promise you that that doesn't matter, and that you will, like me, love getting to know her. She's been described by Joe Lycett as one of the most naturally hysterical and gifted comedians in recent memory. And Lindsay reached the finals of both the English Comedian of the Year and the Funny Women competition. Lindsay is currently on tour and is appearing at the Pleasants Courtyard during this year's Edinburgh Fringe with her show Pink Tinge. Yes, I did say tinge. Now, after that, she's off around the country. So look out for her at a venue near you soon. I'd highly recommend it. She's also like me and my time capsule on Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, so you can follow her and us on there. But here's your chance to discover the wonderful, hilarious talent that is Lindsay Santoro. I'd say have fun, but I've already heard it, and I know you will. Yeah, no, I know Birmingham well because I was in The Archers for about three years. Oh, no so way. I had to come up and stay a lot.
1: Have you, um, Angela Barnes, every time mm-hmm. I see her, she's like, you've got to listen to The Archers. I was like, I just she... keep forgetting.
0: <laughs>
1: she loves it. She's absolutely obsessed with it.
0: Yeah, I know. I know because she was on this and she was talking about how much she loved The Archers and she was really obsessed with it. And I said, I was in The Archers. She went, were you? What did you play? And I said, I played a character called Paul, but Paul talked talk like that. She, like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> she said, Don't do that. I get very, very excited. She said, I, I quite fancied Paul. That's <laughs> <laughs> said, Well, now, now you've got the reality of it.
1: <laughs> I love that. I love that idea. That's fantastic.
0: <laughs> she's a brilliant woman. Isn't she? Oh,
1: she's so nice as well. She's just always got time for people. And I just think. I mean, not everybody's like that, Arby. But
0: well, I think in the stand-up world, and I've through this particularly, I've met and spoken to a lot of stand-ups, and I think they're all fantastically generous because mm, yeah. they know how tough it is. So I think that they remember that people don't forget it, you know. And you, and it's interesting if I've talked to somebody who's just starting out, they talk about gigging. If I talk to somebody who's been doing it forever, they talk about the joy of gigging. And they often talk about their first gig. It stays with you. It's an amazing because it takes such courage, Lindsay.
1: I think you have to be a little bit mentally unwell to do comedy. (laughs) 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 Yeah. I was trying to explain it. I said if you look at it if an alien came down and was like, Tell me what comedy (laughs) is. You (laughs) say when you stand up in front of people in a dark room and you shout at them. (laughs) (laughs)
0: and hopefully they don't shout back.
1: (laughs) Oh, God. God,
0: I I know. It's weird, isn't it?
1: It is a strange thing.
0: And yet, uh, I've done lots of comedy plays and Mm. I've done lots of comedy sketches uh, where, in fact, it was fairly set. And I think that although, you know, your routines and your things are fairly set, you've always got the licence to drift away. You've always got the licence to go away from it and come back, which gives you a sort of a freedom to protect yourself. Which is quite nice,
1: I think so, I think mm. that's um a good way because I've done some bits of filming where I've been given a script, and I've said, like they've passed it me, and I've gone, Oh, I wouldn't say that, and they're like, but it's <laughs> not you saying it, is it,? Yeah. <laughs> Good point.
0: <laughs> oh, you're acting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, I remember now. <laughs> I'm <not>
1: yes. <laughs> no, please don't add lib. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, mm, uh, can't help myself. Yeah. So. I think it's harder to do something that someone else has told you you've got to do. I think that's and make harder. it sound
0: like it's you saying it.
1: Yeah. I mean, look at you in the arches. Poor
0: <laughs> 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 the arches. Duff <Tough> as shit. <laughs> <laughs> no, there were some great actors in it.
1: I think I'd feel really self-conscious if I was just stood in a room talking to. Myself essentially. <laughs> well, what am I doing now? Do you know what I mean. It's exactly the same. So. Like, <laughs> but this yeah. is just
0: a chat. This is not mm. us saying lines sort of written down for us. Exactly. So it's nice. I, I do like Birmingham a lot. I did have to once do a play where I had to do a proper Brummy accent, and God, did I work at it.
1: Oh, go on, give it a go. I want to hear it.
0: Oh, I don't know. I did it a bit. You know, I was um. It was quite light. That's but, nice. Uh, that's,
1: that's good. That is.
0: Is it all right? Yeah, that's
1: pretty was, good. And
0: also, I stayed in the Wellington Hotel. I stayed in the Wellington Hotel, which is the God best york. gay pub in Birmingham. It advertises itself as. And it's right on the Ring Road. And it's a brilliant place. And it was run by two fellas, Paul and Paul. Yeah. You uh, said, you're lucky you didn't come in a couple of weeks ago. He said, because we've just banned people wearing those cowboy things where you just wear them and they just cover your legs. He said, but these, these ones, they used to wear them and nothing else underneath. <laughs> so it wasn't, wasn't pleasant. You don't want to see a 65-year-old fat man with his arse hanging out. <laughs> <laughs> they were absolutely brilliant. I had a whale of a time with them.
1: That's still there, you know, I think, if it's the one is I'm it? thinking of, yeah.
0: If you ever go by it, pop in and say Mike Fenton Stevens, or as they used to call me, <laughs> Mike Cunting Stevens. <laughs> <laughs> Such
1: a way with words, that is.
0: <laughs> Such a way with words, I know. There was a fellow once standing at the bar and he said to them, uh, is this is a gay pub, and the Paul said, "Well, I'm gay. I don't know about the fucking building." <laughs> <laughs> and then the...
1: That's really good.
0: It's brilliant, isn't it? That
1: is fantastic. And the
0: fella said, "Well, all right, we're back to the wall when we go into toilets." And he said, "I'm gay. I'm not fucking blind." <laughs> <laughs> I've never forgotten it. Just a joyous period of my life. Oh,
1: actually. lovely.
0: I miss him, yeah.
1: Oh, how lovely.
0: They invited me to their wedding, but I, unfortunately I couldn't go.
1: Oh, no. Oh. Really,
0: honestly, if you happen to be in the area, pop.
1: In. I might, too. I'm going to put a little note in my phone so I remember. The, yeah,
0: the Wellington. They do the most fantastic Sunday lunch, if they're still there, that is.
1: Yeah. I hope it's the same one.
0: Yeah, you you walk down from the mail room. Is it the mailbox?
1: Yeah, that's it. I, that's the one I'm thinking of.
0: Yeah, green painted.
1: Yes, because the outside of it looks absolutely horrid. Yeah. Doesn't
0: it? It does. The inside's not much better.
1: It's got two stars out of ten. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> My wife found it for me, Lindsay.
1: gotcha.
0: You know, I'd go up to the archers, and sometimes I'd have to be there for sort of five days or something. And every time they put me in the Merle Maison. Oh, yeah. Which sounds lovely. It's
1: expensive, though, in there.
0: I know. It was posh and, you know, very nice. Nice breakfast, and I thought God, I hate all these people.
1: Yeah, I know what you mean.
0: Do you know what I mean? Just, mm. just surrounded by nobody ever spoke to anybody. You couldn't go in the bar and start a conversation with anybody. Just, it was miserable.
1: It's very soulless, that's how i describe it. Yeah. It looks very nice, but it's a bit, um, it's not isolated, lonely, I suppose.
0: I think that's true of many hotels, mm. which is why I said to my wife, "Oh, will find me somewhere nice to say where I can just in the evening have a chat to someone. Yeah. And she said, I found you exactly the place. You'll love it. Because she says I'm gay. We've been married 42 years. She said, any day now you're going to realise it. You're just going to come out.
1: I said that to my husband as well. Says <laughs> said, it's only a matter of time before you go on the turn. I said, <laughs> I, I, said I, wouldn't be ups- I wouldn't be upset, I wouldn't be surprised.
0: no. <laughs> I'd just be happy you found
1: yourself. Yeah, just happy you happy within you. That's all I want. And
0: <laughs> uh, there was one other thing I was going to ask you before we get into the real thing. I know you said nobody ever looks at a website anymore, but I did. I looked at your website.
1: <laughs> I love my website. I love
0: your website as well. I love the fact that it's this is what a website should be. This is not your bloody clever stuff. This is this is bang and it sparkles and jumps and. <laughs> <laughs> you click on faces and things like that. It's really good. So, but also, why, why, Lindsay, is there a karaoke track of Careless <laughs> Whisper by George Michael on it?
1: So, back when the internet was a, was beginning, in its infancy, all you could do was basically, essentially, very crude graphics and you couldn't put music on like you could now. It had to be, I think it was called a MIDI file or something. Mm. And it's very basic like type music and so when I started making my website I thought oh hang on I know how to make a website but I only know how to make a website from the very beginning of when the websites began (laughs) so I thought well I'll just try and capture a bit of nostalgia and something just urged me to put these little graphics of like spider-man on it and I think it's spider-man and some dollar signs and Careless whispers.
0: (laughs) People dancing badly. I I know.
1: It's just, and I showed it to my husband, and he said, Why have you done that? And I said, because nobody looks at websites <laughs> really anymore. It's all social media. I thought, why not? All my gig dates are wrong. You have to manually update that. That drives me mad. I just think there's got to be bad. a better way to I think it's to got a PR it. department. Oh, yeah. I haven't mm-hmm. got one of them. Oh, no, <laughs> I me think neither. I'm worried if, if I ever got one, they'd just get rid of my beautiful website, which is just... Oh,
0: no, can't have that. I know if ever I want to just sing along to Careless Whispered but not have George Michael showing me up, it's the <laughs> yeah. place to go to. <laughs> I love if it. it. Uh, do you know? I couldn't remember the name of the song I listened to. It, I thought, so oh, that's um, you know, the guilty feet of got No, I what is that song called? Guilty. So I googled guilty feet have got no rhythm, and uh, there was a large debate. I found about people saying, is it guilty feet have got no rhythm or guilty feet ain't got no rhythm? I thought it's got to be have guilty because otherwise feet it's ain't a double off. negative, isn't it? Guilty, guilty, guilty feet ain't got god. no rhythm means they have got rhythm. My
1: god. Oh my god! But what does George say?
0: He says have got no rhythm because he's english so he, <laughs> so, yeah, he speaks it properly so it means that although it's you know, an interesting way to test adultery i think is to say to someone okay go on dance and anybody who used to be able to dance well if suddenly they can't you know they've had an affair <laughs>
1: I should have done that on Jeremy Kyle. That would have been good, wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, come on. We're not doing a blood test. You get up. Dance. Off we go. Guilty feel of God. He can't do it. He's terrible.
1: He's cheated on that. He's a cheating tell. bastard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guilty feel of g yeah. it it's, oh, yeah, it's gonna be have, hasn't it?
0: It's, yeah, it's be, got yeah. to be
1: have. Guilty feel of got. Okay, yeah.
0: That's why he's never gonna dance again. I'm never gonna dance again.
1: Guilty feet.
0: Until I dance with you.
1: Oh, George. Uh. Now immortalised forever on my terrible website. Thing is you have to wait for about thirty seconds for that song to start playing because I can't oh, no. I can't work out how to, how to do it. So you might just be scrolling and then suddenly George Michael starts blasting out. Oh dear. <laughs>
0: Uh, it's brilliant.
1: Oh, I appreciate you having a look at that. Thanks.
0: Well, it's been lovely to talk to you, Lindsay. Thank you very much for coming on. <laughs> okay, we're going to talk, hopefully, about five things you want to put into a time capsule. So have you had a chance to have a think about that?
1: Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, good. I've got loads of things I want to put in, lots of things. That sounds awful. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, fantastic. Oh, before that, so we're only a month away from you going up to Edinburgh, aren't we?
1: Yes, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, pink tinge.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've done so many uh, question interviews about it and people go, what do you call it, pink tinge? And I went, oh, I, I said, I, well, my, my mate Scott, he said, just call it pink because you've got pink hair. And then I thought, well, how do I... Add a bit of me. And then my mum was like, you always chat about fannies.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so the inference is there then. So, yes.
1: And then I thought, tinge sounds like somewhere else.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: So that'll do. Let's and see. it
0: is where it takes you immediately if you've got a dirty mind. Yeah. And that's that's what, where I went.
1: Yes, yeah. well, good. Because that's what I thought. Mm. I thought it's, if you read that and go, oh, I wonder if she meant somewhere else yeah come to my show
0: yeah that's the test of whether you'll like it or not yeah
1: Yeah. if you don't if you're just thinking something else then you're in trouble he tinges it
0: about sunsets (laughs) i've
1: got no i feel like there's a lot of pressure for people to put a philosophical deep meaning to their show but it's just me just having a little laugh telling some silly little jaunty stories being a bit rude and Mm. Just trying to... I want to have a nice time. I don't want to put a lot of pressure on myself or the audience to have this almost like a forced epiphany when you were, just, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Some people do, try yeah. and I'm like, no, just turn up, have a nice time. You can go home. It's all I want. Mm. Don't make it hard on yourself.
0: Go back out into the Pleasant courtyard, have a drink. Yeah. Lovely.
1: And then go, what was that I just watched?
0: <laughs> if at seven o'clock every night you walk out of your show into the silence of the Pleasance Courtyard, <laughs> then you know you're doing something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Best place to play, I think, in Edinburgh as well.
1: I've never been. I've, I've been to Edinburgh mm. and I've done gigs up there and I've done, like... I've, been up done spots at the fringe, but I've never done a full show. I've just kind of put it off because I thought I can't, I can't be bothered. Well, to be honest with you, I'm very. If, if the option is to lie on the sofa and have a packet of crisps, I'd rather do that. So, <laughs> but then I, my agency were lovely and they were like, "We'll help you through it and we'll do this." And you they were essentially like, "All oh, you've got to do is turn up." Yeah. And, do a and show. of course, you
0: you do have the rest of the day to lie on the sofa and have a packet of crisps. Well, yeah. Everybody says, "Oh, Edinburgh is exhausting." You go what an hour a day. No, It's only exhausting because what you do is you drink all day or you try not to get drunk for your show, and then immediately it's finished, you think it's over. I know I can get drunk, <laughs> and, and then you go to parties, and then you suddenly think, Oh, god, it's four o'clock in the morning, and so you don't get proper sleep. <laughs> so I would advise lying on a sofa with a packet of crisps. I yeah. think
1: I'll do that. My, I'm going up with my husband and my small baby, so oh, well, there
0: you are. Then I have yeah.
1: no choice, no, but to lie on the sofa with a packet of crisps.
0: Well, I hope the weather's lovely because it's um, so. great parks and great places to go outside of the town where it's not quite so packed.
1: Oh, nice. I'm looking forward mm. to it, though. I am genuinely looking forward to it. It's just... Um, yeah. It's always nervy, isn't it, when you go anywhere? I feel like I'm going on holiday, but <laughs> working. It's very strange. Yeah. Very weird, weird uh, feeling. Very weird.
0: It'll be fun. I hope to get up there, and if I do, I should definitely come and see you.
1: Oh, dear, I'd love that. Lovely. I'd love that. You can do some flyering for me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm good at it. I'm very good.
1: I was described as um, I flyer flying for my friend and she said, can you not anymore because you're too aggressive? Just <laughs> to chase people? I didn't know you weren't allowed to chase them. I thought it was part of the fun. Never mind. No. <laughs> Do
0: you know, my policy when I was up at Edinburgh is if somebody who was in the show or it was their show offered me a flyer and said, come and see my show, I would say, okay. Yeah. It was the people who I thought so well, if you're going to stand there and say to people, please come and see my show, I would say, yeah, all right, I will. Because you've got a month. Yeah. You've got a month.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a good policy, actually.
0: I saw some very interesting things. I did sit in a room on my own with a young woman who was about uh, 19 mm. uh, while she talked to me about all her failed relationships. And I thought, well, I don't know how you fitted them all in. <laughs>
1: Age. Oh, God, <laughs> so right. Oh, oh lovely. It's such a strange place, but it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. I'll have a nice time.
0: i bet you do. Mm. i bet you do. Lovely. Okay. Right, well, let's have a look at the things you've chosen to put into your time capsule. So what's the first thing? Right.
1: So my first thing is a lager shandy. Half a lager <laughs> shandy. So to me, lager, whenever I have a lager shandy, I seem to only ever drink it when I'm on holiday. I just, it associates in my head with being sat in St Ives in that little pub that's in the corner. Do you know, when you go somewhere, you go, I shouldn't be here because it's too nice. Mm -hmm. St Ives, I love it. And Whenever I have a lager shandy, it just takes me back there. So I just think lager shandies, they're just the pinnacle of just chilling and relaxing (laughs) to me. I love it. It
0: does make you think of sunshine, doesn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you can always have one, have half, and then have another half, and then you feel like you've had like a proper drink. Yeah. I like I it. I spoke to
0: Barry Cryer on this uh, show, and we met in a pub. And so we did this interview in a pub, and all the time we kept saying, no, I'll just have a half. And he had about 15. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. If you- <laughs> I think when the sun's
1: shining, it cancels everything out. That's my yeah. opinion. I have been criticised for my drinking choices because apparently I drink like I'm in the eighties, someone said to me. Cause I like I like a lager shandy yeah. and I like a snowball and I like a cherry bee. And I mm. like these drinks that my friend was like, They're from the war. I was like, They're not from the war. I said, talking about you can get them in any shop they're not from the war
0: (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i think there's a soldier's song about oh i love a nice snowball on the way to Hitler. that one i remember it well
1: (laughs) that classic banger it's classic oh just love an oldie time but i i remember drinking them i didn't realize they were like oldie timey drinks they're not oldie timey drinks i don't think they are i'm not Going to reinforce that. I think if you like no, a cherry, be.
0: I think they're in many ways more tasty than all the uh, like the uh, W K D and all those sort of oh, things. Oh,
1: that's I, too I sugary. It. I want something that's yeah. got a bit of a, a strange aftertaste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, yes, I want to taste the antifreeze in it. Yes,
1: yeah. I, I want to. I'm mean, about to drink it. And go. That tastes like cherry, but it also tastes like sif. That's what I want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what if it is feel if I'm drinking and at the same time taking medicine
1: yes that's what, medicinal drinks that's what I think I'm after <laughs> stuff like that baby sham lambry, all the <laughs> what I think it is apparent. I think I should have been a party girl in the 80s mm. that's what I think I just love stuff like that lager shandy I, it's my pinnacle drink <sighs> whenever I'm like I just need a little little relax i have a lager shandy yeah. I don't drink all the time I just need to stress that it's just a special treat drink <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's not It's not a heavy drink, is it? No, lager shandy.
1: No. But I've had times where I've gone to bars and said, can I have a lager shandy? And they go, a what? <laughs> like, it's it's a lager and lemonade. Did you say lager and lemonade? I thought, no, because it's a lager shandy. I don't know.
0: Shandy, yeah.
1: Maybe it's just us. Maybe we're the only two people in the world that know what a lager shandy is.
0: I bought some the other day, Lindsay. Did you? In cans. I thought they were non-alcoholic beer. Yeah. <laughs> and in fact, they're cans of Lager Shandy. And now the sun's come out. They're gorgeous.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Put that in the fridge. Open mm. it into a nice pint glass. Oh, yeah.
0: See? <laughs>
1: See? It's just. Oh, it's my, like, people when they go abroad and stuff, they go, oh, I just want, like, a pina colada. Mm. I just think, oh, I just want to go to a caravan site so in Devon <laughs> and sit on the veranda somewhere, drinking a lager shandy, listening to the seagulls, watching them steal some man's pizza. <laughs> uh, I love it. I love it. Yeah, I've
0: just been to Wales with my children and my grandchildren. Oh, And we wow. did all that. We did sitting on the beach, fish and chips. Oh, yeah. Oh, That's great.
1: That's my favourite type of holiday, that is. I love a, I love a English seaside. Where did you go?
0: And we went to Pembrokeshire, so we went right near Fishguard.
1: Oh, bloomer!
0: And it's just gorgeous.
1: Oh, it's lovely around there. We used to go to um, Barmouth. Barmouth is where we always used to go. My oh, I right, used yeah. to have a caravan there. No. And it was uh, it was very small, and you couldn't do anything without waking everyone up. That's all I remember about that. No, it's like you make a cup of tea, and the walls are made of like paper.
0: Was it one of those caravans that doesn't really move?
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! It's unlike yeah. cinder blocks, and it's not a caravan. Yeah. yeah, see, this is—I don't get that about caravans. It's, it's the, the whole point of a caravan is that they move about. What essentially you've got is a is a bean can cemented <laughs> to the floor. Now, isn't it?
0: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I saw a couple of them on holiday, and i actually looked at them wistfully. Yeah. I thought, ah, look at that! Don't they look lovely? And they were definitely ones from well, from my era. So they were ones that would have been made in the fifties. They looked ancient. Oh. With the big square window, the sort of the living room window, the big one at the end.
1: Yeah, yes, yes. Oh, that's yeah. what now. Now, you used to walk in and you walked straight in and then straight in front of you I think was the toilet mm. and then you had the little tiny kitchen and a table and then the window was just all round the front of it and it was this yeah. orange and black material on a very <laughs> 70s, just like all the way round. I think that's where it starts from, I think, going on holiday. And then think, and that's just my associates. Because I remember having a sip of my granddad's beer in like a pub garden, and he was like, get off it. So I think <laughs> that must be where it's um, cemented from this lovely idea of a lager shandy. Somehow needs uh, them on holiday.
0: Lovely. Well, I think that's a great choice. Thank I'm you. I'm going to definitely put just a half, just a half of lager shandy in yeah. there for you, kept cool. But I'll allow you also to drink it sitting on the seafront. Yeah.
1: With a packet of chips.
0: Packet of chips. And George (laughs) Michael sitting next to you, (laughs) carelessly whispering in your ear.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That sounds like a really nice day out, to be fair. I (laughs) don't mind that at all. I love that. That sounds brilliant.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Okay, that's number one. So, what's the second thing, Lindsay?
1: My second thing would be um, I don't know how to describe this really. Mm. I'd like to somehow. And c- capture the way my daughter says certain words because I know there's going to come because she's a toddler at the minute so she can't uh, yeah. and you know when they say certain things and they can't quite pronounce them and I just think hmm. I'd love her to just not keep that I'd love to be able to listen to that forever because there's going to come a point where she's going to be able to say that word properly yeah. and it's going to disappear but the way at the minute she says strawberries uh-huh. I just love it she goes bubble Lelis <laughs> <laughs> So, if I could somehow capture that forever, that would be lovely. But she's, I love it because I know what she's saying and my husband knows what she's saying. But if we're out and about and she goes, um, um, Mama, la balales, you just like, they go, "What she want? Go, oh yeah, Do you want some strawberries. <laughs> Yogurt's another one she says quite well at the minute. She goes, Agata, really aggressively. <laughs> I love it. And I'm quite brummy as well, and it's um she's she's definitely got my accent, which is terrible. My husband's got a Birmingham accent, but he's quite neutral. Mm. And she dropped something on the floor. I can't remember what it was, like a teddy or something. And she just went, "Ow, oh, now!"
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'll be it. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Ow, oh, now. Oh dear, she's got that now. She's got that. What's that now? Would you capture that in a? I'd love that though. That'd be so just to listen to her. Say the wrong thing.
0: And you can quickly forget it as well, actually. Mm. If you ask me to list all the things that my children said like that, I I can't. I can with my grandchildren. I have a grandson who used to say Neil's instead of Wheels. Yeah. W. And uh, my I do remember my son, whose name was John, (laughs) rather cruelly had trouble saying his J's. (laughs) So his J's were D's. So he would call himself Dion.
1: Really fancy though. Mm. My, she say what she said the other day. She she started talking with a with a bit of a lisp on certain things, mm. but I think it's come from me because I, I'll say something like "Put your shoes on," like <laughs> "Put your shoes," and she start going "shoes," and I'm just like "shoes," and she says "slide," and I'm "slide" instead of "slide," and I'm like, "I've done that. I've done that. I've accidentally given my daughter a lisp." <laughs> I love it when they're um, when they that age where they say something and it sounds like something else as well. Because my dad, her granddad, has got a dog called Baxter. That's just Bastard. So it sounds like Bastard. And I just love it because like, come here, Bastard, Bastard. <laughs> oh.
0: My son had trouble saying fork. Oh dear. Mm-hmm.
1: I dread that one. I know yeah. that's coming.
0: And he would say it very loudly in restaurants <laughs> and think, you know. Just very clearly. Fuck! Fuck! (laughs) He's asking for a fork. He wants a fork. I promise you.
1: I swear, like a trooper, I'm so worried that's going to come through as well. Like, just... I love the way she speaks. I just think it's so innocent. But it's only a matter of time before she calls someone a twat. Do you know what I mean? It's not. Mm. It's not far off.
0: But actually, I, I do remember that as a child, always being told off if you ever swore. Mm. And my mother swore all the time as well. Particularly when she got angry, she would swear. Don't you fucking swear! I
1: use it as punctuation, that's the thing. I'm like, here we fucking go, what's fucking this? Here. You know,
0: it's <laughs> terrible. Well, you know, people do. It's quite natural, I think. But actually, I don't think it's a problem for children. I think that they very quickly learn that that's a thing you shouldn't mm. be saying. And in fact, they can be more moral about it mm. than you are. Yeah. They can go, oh, please. And to have a five-year-old tell you <laughs> off, you know.
1: Please, Mum, I'll swear.
0: Mama? <laughs> Honestly, not in public. Mama, no. <laughs> we accept it at home, Mother, but not here.
1: We're outside, Mama. Think of your place <laughs> in society, Mama.
0: <laughs> Behave. And if you can't think of yours, think of mine. Think
1: of mine. <laughs> I love that. I just think that they're so funny at that age and they don't know what they're talking about. She's uh, She's obsessed with cake and, like... Everything's a cake. If I say anything that sounds remotely like cake, why she caught, for some reason, she started calling chocolate buttons titties. (laughs) And it's my mum that pointed it out to me because she'll go, titties. And I'm like, what are you on about? And my my mum, so granny, Nan, said, she says titties when she wants a chocolate or chocolate. I said, but where? where's titties come from? Like boys. <laughs> but then I'll be out and we'll be in the shop and she'll point at it, titties titties titties, <sighs> titties, 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 titties. <laughs> and I'm like, just... <laughs> God! <laughs> that I would have like to put in, definitely. Yes, but her yes. saying little cute things is so amazing. Fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. I've made this creature that can communicate. <laughs>
0: It's incredible isn't it? Yeah. And to watch the speed with which it grows and changes. It's yeah. amazing.
1: It's smart. Oh, yeah,
0: you're right to treasure it. You're absolutely right. I wish I could go back to the day that pushing my little daughter and my son in one of those double buggies pushing them through the town centre and a man in the most obvious toupee you've ever seen in your life walked past it's a ginger toupee. I spotted it and I saw both the children look at him and follow him with their eyes. <laughs> and as he came level with us my son said, WIG! <laughs> <laughs> really loudly.
1: <laughs> I love it. I can't wait for that. I'm not very easily embarrassed, but I know that would kill my husband. So I'd love that.
0: <laughs> I love that. <laughs> okay, let's put that in there. Let's preserve forever those wonderful ways that she has of saying things. So you'll never forget them.
1: Yeah. There okay. we are.
0: Oh. Good. <laughs> okay, number three we're on to. Okie dokie at break time. We'll be back in a sec. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile.
1: That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a
0: month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back. Luckily, you're just in time to hear the rest of the things that Lindsay Santoro would like to have in her time capsule. Actually, that's not quite true. We waited for you. But You've returned. At last. So let's continue. Thanks.
1: Right, This is a bit of a a weird one, I suppose. Um, Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a candlewick bedspread. But also, (laughs) so my nan, I can't explain this very well. My nan (laughs) had this candlewick bedspread. She's still with us and she hated it. But I used to look... (laughs) I feel like I'm talking like I am genuinely in the 80s because I've got so many old references. Um, she's, so, my nan had this Candlewick bedspread, and it's for those that don't know what it is, it's like a really thick blanket, I suppose, and it feels mm-hmm. quite waxy. And it's got like it, it's really like some you get when you visit your nan, and she throws it over her bed. Not all nans, some nans are cool. But my nan gave me this Candlewick bedspread, and it's really heavy. Yeah. And it's like, do you know when. Um, anxiety blankets came in and they're like the heavy they feel like that. They're like the original OG anxiety blankets. Mm. And I love nothing more than getting under my candle wick bedspread that's really sweaty and scratchy and lying <laughs> under there and having a little nap. That's like my favourite thing to do. I love my little candle wick it's it's what I get under when I feel sick, when I'm tired, when I just want a little break. But yeah, I love it. But everyone else thinks it's vile. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but you're right that bed clothes are so light now aren't they the introduction of the duvet i remember getting one for the first time and thinking but this is going to fall off this it can't keep me warm it's so light you know because you were used to having sheets and then a blanket maybe two blankets and then as you say some sort of quilt and then quite often they would be tucked in so you would sort of entombed. yes it was like yeah. like being an egyptian mummy
1: Yeah, see, I love that. This is—I think I might be a Victorian ghost because I love (laughs) when I like go like somewhere and it's all tucked in, and you've got about five different sheets, but not a duvet, and then you just like. You feel like you're going to suffocate, but like to me, that's like oh, I'm so. The only way I can describe it is like, do you know when they say um, what they call it when they do it to babies? They like bind them. Swaddling. Swaddling. That's it. Like I've swaddled myself with mm. the candlewick bedspread. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like, everyone's got their own little sleeping thing. I, I mean, I don't do it. Like, I kind of keep it for best. I don't use it for bed. Mm-hmm. I only use it if I'm treating myself to a little nap. <laughs> or I just, you know, when I'm a bit poorly, I get my little bed spread out. Unfortunately, the cat has been sick on it a few times. Just it seems <laughs> to be the, my cat's favourite thing to throw up on
0: for some reason. They're not easily cleaned, are they? No,
1: you can't. I I can't work out how to do it. Apart from get it in the garden and stick it in the tub, and then hang it up. But then it's too heavy for the washing line. So
0: yeah, no, I think you have to take it to a professional and have it dry clean. Oh God, it's
1: got like probably about like, like seven or eight years of cat sick on it. I wouldn't dream of it. Yeah,
0: but it never seeps through to you, so that's all right.
1: No, it's impossible. I, ta- I, I can't work out what the <laughs> what it's made from. Like I can't. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like you know, when it's so thick, it's almost waxy. Mm-hmm. But I looked on John Lewis; about two hundred quid. I thought, I don't paint. Oh
0: yeah, no, they, a they take there. a lot of making those things.
1: Yeah, they're handmade. Oh, well, I love it. Everyone else seems to think it's vile, but I think it's great. I just think. Well, oh, you go to um, like you were saying about the bedding. Yeah. You go to like Dunelm or the Range, and they have these beds set out, don't they, with like seven hundred pillows on it? And I just
0: mm-hmm.
1: think, oh, blow <laughs> I couldn't be bothered to make that bed. That bed to me is a special treat bed. That's a show bed.
0: <laughs> yeah, and every night you've got to take them all off and yeah. put them somewhere. where and all put over them around where? the bed, <laughs> chuck them on the floor. <laughs>
1: Just give me one pillow and a duvet. That's all I need to go to sleep. I don't need anything else. I think that back my my friend Lot, she has like a show bedroom. Mm. And um, I said, well, where do you put everything when you're in bed? Yeah. On the floor? I said, so you get up in the morning, you have to make your bed. And I said, but who's coming up here to look at your bed?
0: <laughs> well, quite.
1: Maybe that's me. I only tidy up the bits
0: <laughs> that people look at. <laughs> bit, yeah. Hello, hello. But before we have lunch, I do you want look, to come and look at my bedroom? Come and look at my bed, please. No.
1: No, I am not really. No, not
0: really. That, no. Uh, there's a bed shop near me that has those beds in it that... Well, they're all sort of Wi-Fi connected and everything. You can plug all your things Ooh. in and, and you press buttons and, and televisions come out of the end of them and stuff oh, like that. God, Have you seen those? yeah,
1: they're very fancy. I always um, I worry about things like that because what if it becomes, like, sentient and tries to strangle you? <laughs> I
0: don't know. <laughs> be enough if it just tries to wake <laughs> yeah. you up,
1: I would <laughs> quite like a bedlock in, what is it, Wallace and Gromit that just, like, tips him into his clothes. That'd be
0: nice. <laughs> I'd love that. i would
1: be pretty good. I'd enjoy that, yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, I'm lazy. That is what it is. If I could have a bed mm. that just dressed me in the morning, brushed my teeth and sent me on my way. Mm. don't need anything fancy. Just my candlewick bed spread. Yeah. I'm happy with that. Love that. Have a little snooze in that. Oh, yeah.
0: Well, well done, then. I'd um, you know, She's wrong because they are fabulous. I, I think.
1: love her. This woman why my nan just gives me stuff because she don't want it. But I was like, I love that. I love that.
0: Have you ever told her that John does sell them for hundreds of pounds?
1: Would I? Hell, no. because She'll have it back. The thing is, this candlewick <laughs> bedspread—it it covers a king-sized bed,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's been cut in half, so she's still got the other half. Oh. It, it's a massive, it's a massive blanket. It's absolutely <laughs> massive. So, yeah, candlewick. If you haven't got one, everybody, don't buy an anxiety blanket. Get a candlewick bedspread. You won't regret it. Yeah. you'll be sweaty, but you won't regret it. That's all I'm yeah? say about that. I feel like I'm giving myself a little fabric hug. That's all.
0: <laughs> Lovely. Oh, brilliant! All right. Well, let's put that, that in there. That amazing blanket. And your <laughs> blanket. nan's never going to listen to no, this. Otherwise, sorry. she'll want it back. <laughs>
1: She's not having it back. No way. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. So, um, well, we've only got two left. Oh, it's gone quick, isn't it?
1: Yes, God. I'm, I'm having a nice time. You know. Oh, good. Yeah. No, that that sounded like I was surprised, but genuinely I'm having (laughs) a delightful time. Thanks for letting me (laughs) shout at you about the most random things in my life. I appreciate (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) You're very welcome. I enjoy people shouting at me about random things, which is why I do it.
1: (laughs) Right, shall we do this one? Right. So (laughs) I loved, and unfortunately now, it's gone to heaven and that's my rover metro i loved it
0: i loved it <laughs> Lindsay, going through my brain a little while ago when you said people think i am from the 80s and i'm stuck in it i was going to say to you so is your next item my lovely brand new ford fiesta which has only just come out but you've gone for a rover metro
1: I loved it <laughs> I, it, it, it came into my possession because I can't. The, the exact story I'm not sure of, but my dad worked in a factory and two of the lads on the factory floor, one lad had this Rover Metro and it needed some work to in, so the other lad said, I'll take it, I'll fix it. So second lad took mm. the car, did it up. While the lad had the Metro, the Metro got stolen. Then there was a whole hoo-ha going, well, I did the work, you still have to pay me, and the other one going blah, blah, blah. So the factory just said, look, you need to work together. We'll just even out the cost. You have that, you have that. Forget the Metro, it's gone. Mm -hmm. Anyway, about two weeks later, they found the Metro. (laughs) So then the company (laughs) then had this Metro and they were like, sold it to my dad for, I think, £2.50, who then just gave it me. And I was like, I don't want this piece of crap. (laughs) I didn't have a card. I thought, you know what? Whatever, it was bright blue. It was, it was, it was... Every time it broke, it cost me about 40 quid to fix it because it was so old. Mm -hmm. I loved it, though. It saw me right through. It was incredible. Didn't have a radio, no suspension. If I went over a bump, I like flung out the window. (laughs) I remember driving down the motorway and all I could get up to was about 65 and the lorries were overtaking me. And I just thought...
0: (laughs) (laughs) It was awful. They, they really were the lowest point <laughs> of the Rover production. I think the Rover Metro. I loved it. <laughs> That's really the thing that if it wasn't for an enormous amount of government subsidy, they would have gone under.
1: Oh yeah, 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 definitely. They're so. And I just there was from having that Metro, I vowed that I would never ever have a car that only had three doors. Because I kept climbing in and out of that thing. People just kicking you in the head when they're trying to sit in the back. <laughs> and it was it was a nightmare. It was awful. But at the same time, it was such a lovely little car to fart about in. And then um, well, I ended up getting, when I met my partner, he had a car. So we were like, well, the Metro has to go. Mm. So I went to the shop in it and then came back. And then after that, it never started again. It like it knew. Oh. Like it, like it split up with me.
0: It was hurt.
1: Yeah, and then I was, you know, when you ring the scrap man to say I've got a car, mm-hmm. they were like, I, they were like, we don't want that because it's worth so little to come and collect that <laughs> you have to pay us. And I was like, I'm not paying you to get rid of. No. I think I got thirty quid for it, which is actually on two pound fifty, quite a boost. But I cried when it went. I cried. Oh. It was terrible. I used to um. I had no respect for that car. I used to just eat something and then throw it on the floor. used to have a fag and then stub it out on the ceiling and throw it on the floor. (laughs) Don't smoke now, by the way. It was just like a travelling skip. That's what my friend used to say. (laughs) (laughs) You used to have to get in and, like, you'd have to wade through plastic bottles and stuff. (laughs) I was lucky to have a car, but I remember, like, even the insurance was, like, 100 quid or something for the year, because it was just, like, not <laughs> worth it. No. <laughs> I loved it, though. The steering wasn't straight. Well, it was like the wheel was off on a kilter, so... Oh, my God, that Metro. Yeah, looking back now on my ideas of what I think is acceptable for this time capsule, I am actually stuck in the 80s, on not <laughs>
0: <laughs> The thing you'd like to get rid of today... No.
1: I was only about four when it ended. That's terrible. <laughs> this is never mine. Oh, yeah, I love that Metro. Did you ever have a favourite car?
0: I've, well, the favourite thing I've ever driven, I didn't have a car for a long time, didn't learn to drive until I was in, well, until I needed to. Mm. You know, didn't have a car, went to university, didn't have a car, came to London, didn't need a car, mm. and then eventually had a baby. Not eventually, I was only 23. My wife was 21. Yeah. That's not so easy. We did hitch a bit with the baby. Oh,
1: God, you're mad.
0: No, it worked well. They'd always stop if you've got a baby and an attractive 21-year-old wife. (laughs) That helps. But my favourite thing I've ever driven in is when I first finished university, we did a tour, me and some friends, performing sketches. We rang up theatres and said, we can do a show. We can do the whole thing, 250 quid. So they publicised it to make their 250 quid back. We performed in all these places. And actually, just as we did it, we had our radio series we were doing went sort of ballistic. And so we sold out all over the country. But we drove around in a VW camper, a VW van, one of the classic dark green split windscreen. We'd bought it outside of Australia House where you could – People who come over from Australia used to buy camper vans, tour Europe, and then they used to park outside Australia house and sell them before they went home.
1: No way!
0: Yeah, it was a great system.
1: And then you're driving around in that, doing all your business?
0: Yeah, we bought it for about £500. We drove it all over the country, everywhere.
1: Oh, two gigs, you've got your money back!
0: Yeah, never went wrong. It was a great car, and now that car would be worth, I don't know, fifty grand yeah. or something, it would be extraordinary if we still had it. But what we did was, we finished the tour... So we drove it to a street in West London, parked it and left the keys in it.
1: <gasps> that was it. Might still be there.
0: Might still be there. It
1: might still be there, you don't know. <laughs> it's true. Doubt it though. Uh, oh, so that's sad. Mm. It took me um, six goes to pass my driving test. Did it? <laughs> yeah. I kept talking all the way through. That's what, And I would get distracted and then... I got oh, one of them like literally pulled out of the car centre and went to roundabout, and he said take the second exit, and I went on the fourth because I was chatting, <laughs> and I thought, oh fuck this already.
0: <laughs> well, might as well keep chatting then.
1: Yeah, that's how I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> We've got half an hour. We might as well have a decent conversation. All the way
1: round. Where do you live? What? Do you, where do you come from? Oh, did you always want to be a, an examiner? For that's <laughs> what <are> you dreamed <laughs> of.
0: Do you accept bribes? Yeah, <laughs> do you accept? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh Lindsay. okay well i'm gonna put that rover metro oh my word But <laughs> oh. some people are gonna be really envious and other people say what a thing to choose out of all the things you could have chosen
1: oh i love it it just brings me so- <laughs> whenever i see one i just think oh i love it they do, because um, the Longbridge plant's not too far from me. Once a year they mm-hmm. get all the classic cars from like Rover and Longbridge and you have these fields where people drive their cars in and it's full of, and then right at the back in the corner is like the field of the Metro's <laughs> and there's like 20 of them and they're all <laughs> just like hidden away like that family member that no one should talk to. <laughs> oh, I always, I uh, went and had a look this year and I thought, God, I wonder how much that's worth. And it's still worth about £2.50 even though, mm-hmm. so. Yeah.
0: Uh, Loved it. Loved it that car. Classic. An absolute classic. All right, so um, excuse me. I can't get rid of this cough.
1: Oh dear.
0: I've had it for weeks and weeks, you know, it's really annoying, (laughs) isn't it?
1: Get the doctors down, have a look. I'm down there for everything, I am, I don't care. I'm always down the doctors, yeah.
0: That's why none of us can get an appointment.
1: It's me. (laughs) And I tell you what as well, it's a good trick. You know when you ring up and you have that voice message Mm -hmm. that goes on forever, press hash, get straight through. No. Oh, I used to be a receptionist for a doctor's. This is why I'm the way I am.
0: <laughs> Not right.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> it broke me. <laughs> you were the model that made all receptionists.
1: Have you got any appointments? No. Bye. <laughs> Try tomorrow at half eight. Yeah.
0: How long <laughs> you had the pain?
1: Ah, uh, well, you can wait another day. Bye. <laughs> Ring back tomorrow.
0: <laughs> Okay, we've got the final thing to put in, which is the thing you want to put in there and forget.
1: Right. (laughs) (laughs) I think this is not going to help with my 80s theme that I've accidentally come up with. (laughs) It's velvet. I hate the fabric. (laughs) I hate the touch of it. I hate the way it looks. It makes me feel sick. Like I've got like a strange phobia of it. It just, I can't (laughs) abide it. And whenever I see it, it just... There was a theme in, like, the early 90s to have the dresses for girls were, like, velvet dresses with, like, a pom-pom bottom. Mm. And I remember thinking, whenever I touched it, it made me feel, oh, uh, oh, God. <laughs> but I didn't have the vocabulary to say to my mum, I can't wear this. Like, it's making me feel sick. So I just used to run around these parties where I was dressed as, like, you know, little pigtails, this beautiful dress, just going, uh, all day. <laughs> so... Oh, it's just a horrible fabric it doesn't suit anybody one way feels really nice and soft, and then the other way makes me go oh god oh, it's yeah. just oh it just oh it makes me my neck go up the thing is as well when i first started seeing my husband we were talking about random stuff and he said to me he said i can't stand velvet and uh. i was like oh my god Mm. Now I have to marry you.
0: We have to go <laughs>
1: around the world and stop this material. Yeah,
0: go on a campaign <sighs> in a Rover Metro.
1: Metro? drinking a Lager Shandy. <laughs> well, this is another thing. My mum had this car. I can't remember what car it was. It was it was like an old banger in between cars, and the fabric of it was like this velour. Mm. And I used to have to get a special sheet from the house whenever we got in there and put it over the car. <laughs> because I couldn't sit on the – and certain certain um, theatre seats are a lot are a bit mm-hmm. like that, and yeah. so I just always have to make sure I've got a long jumper so I can just not <laughs> – I'm all right now, I can sit on it, but if it's any of it's touching me, God. Oh, yeah. And a lot of my friends as well, when we were in our youth, decided to be goths, and obviously goths and velvet just go hand in hand. That um. was an absolute nightmare. They used to sit next to me on the bus and just rub their coats on me and stuff, and it was – oh God, ugh.
0: Some stage
1: curtains as well are velvet. Mm -hmm. So when when you're performing, I remember doing a gig and I was like, I can't get on stage to the promoter. And he was like, I "I can't open the curtain.
0: I can't move them
1: aside. I was like, I "I can't open the curtain. He's like, don't be stupid. I was like, no, I've got, I said, if I open that curtain and walk on, I'm going to walk on stage looking like I've sucked a lemon and just go, I said, I can't, I said, can I have like a stick or something so at least I could wang it open and go.
0: (laughs) He must have thought, honestly, the most precious performer I've ever come across. She needed somebody to open the curtains for her. Could you hold my glass of water while I'm performing?
1: (laughs) Hold my champagne and open the curtain for me. I can't possibly <laughs> open my own curtain. Yeah, so many places have velvet curtains. It's just, uh, oh. I've got a bit better with it now. I kind of flick it with the back look like and punt, but if I don't time it right and the curtain starts closing on me, oh, mm. God, no. I don't know. I'm sure there's got to be other people out there who feel the same way as me about about velvet, but I just think it doesn't need to be in this world. It doesn't need to be here.
0: Well, now you've mentioned it, of course, I've realised what a minefield it is. Mm. It's everywhere, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's always in the places you don't expect. Mm. And when you tell someone you don't like velvet, it's like a typical English thing to just attack you with it, isn't it? So I go see my friend quite a lot, and she's got quite a lot of velvet cushions. And I'll look, literally walk through the door, and she'll throw one at me, uh. and obviously I'll grab it. It's not a phobia. I just don't. I don't like the feel of it. It's not. Makes me feel. Bleh. Yeah. It's all I can describe it as. Oh,
0: I understand it. I did once. I spent quite a lot of money on a Christmas present for my wife, which was a mohair jumper. Mm. It was very nice, a designer mohair jumper, and I gave it to. She went, "Oh God!" <laughs> went, yeah, Merry Christmas. <laughs> uh, but she, she said, "Oh no, the feel of it makes me just oh, it makes me want to be sick." <laughs>
1: it's weird. Like some people can't stand like cotton wool in your mouth and mm. things like that, and biting. Soft towels, I'm not that don't bother me. Nails on a blackboard, not bothered. No. Balloons, not scared of them. Velvet, (laughs) oh no, burn your eyes down.
0: all right. All right, I shall put velvet in there so it's gone from the world. Thank
1: you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. Oh, gosh, if only.
0: (laughs) There are so many plays that are going to end in the West End tomorrow night and people will go, where's the bloody curtain gone? (laughs) (laughs) We all have to shuffle off stage just to keep you happy, but I will do it. Thank you. I do
1: appreciate that ever such a lot. That's brilliant.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lindsay, how lovely. What a great hour I've spent chatting with you. It's been so lovely. (laughs)
1: I feel like we've gone on a nostalgia trip, even though I wasn't alive during that, that decade, but never mind. I
0: feel very much as if we are the same age, yet clearly we are nowhere near each other in age. It's ridiculous. Just to
1: clarify, I'm in my 30s. Like, I'm not, because obviously this is audio. I'm in my 30s. I'm not, I'm not a, a, an 80s show girl for some reason. I, I don't know what's wrong with me? My
0: parents. wife always says to me when I'm talking to particularly young comics, she says, your field of reference will be so different to them. How do you have a conversation with them? I say, well, most of the time I'm saying, what's that? Explain that to me.
1: You've not said that once I've
0: not said that once. <laughs> I've known everything you've said. It's in my soul. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. <laughs> oh,
1: gosh. <laughs> well, I've had a delightful time.
0: <laughs> Good. Good. Thanks
1: Lindsay. for having me. Oh, and you've been you so lovely it. to me and supportive during my quest to kill Velvet. So thanks, <laughs> I appreciate that a lot. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you have been listening to my time capsule with me, Mike Fenton-Stevens, and my lovely guest, Lindsay Santoro. I think we can all agree that that woman is going to be a star. We are truly grateful that you listened, or indeed listened, to this podcast. If it's the latter, then you'll know that this is where I tell you about subscribing and rating and even reviewing, which you can do on most podcast providers. And I usually ask you to follow or befriend both me and my time capsule on social media, but I did that in the intro to this episode, so I won't bother. Uh, Then I let you know that the past the peas' written and performed theme tune is available on Spotify that you can get this podcast ad free by subscribing to Acast Plus details in the description of this episode and that John Fenton Stevens produced this cast off production for Acast and for your listening pleasure but of course I usually take much longer to say it than that oh hang on a minute how annoying bye